Hello, this is episode number 12 of Flickercast. I'm Brian Campbell. And I'm Jason Matthews. Thanks for tuning in. Don't touch that dial. Don't touch that uh, hold button on your iPod. All right. Uh, first things first, I uh, have an announcement. Um, if you didn't already see it on our blog, uh, we're recording on a different night now. So you'll be getting this one day later than usual from now on. Here's the reason why. Um, we used to record Sunday nights. Uh, we would try to get it in around 4 o'clock. Uh, we'd try to start recording, but inevitably, uh, we'd both be kind of lethargic and wouldn't want to do it, and uh, we'd always put it off for a few hours. So, uh, basically, uh, I know I was. I think I, could, I think I might be able to speak for both of us on this, but I was starting to become resentful of the whole process because... Uh, on my weekends, I don't like to have any obligations or anything that I have to set aside time to do. So, I don't know, that taking time out to record every Sunday just kind of was getting annoying. So we moved it to uh, weekdays after work, and I think this is going to work out a lot better. But uh, end result is, uh, you'll probably be getting this late Monday night, Tuesday morning, something like that. Yeah, my ninja training was a little bit overwhelming, so... Um... I didn't have the energy to do it on Sunday nights. Uh, I am uh, I am unencumbered with ninja training. However, uh, it was really cutting into my uh, PlayStation 2 and DVD watching time. Oh, well, you know, that's important too. Mm-hmm. All that hand-eye coordination and yeah, Super Mario 26 or whatever. So, um, <laughs> got that out of the way. Yep. Yep. Something very cool uh, we discovered recently is um, oh you know photo booths. Well, there's a Flickr photo booth now, and it's there's one in a San Francisco bar called Shine. And uh, what this fo- how this photo booth is different is it automatically uploads the pictures to Flickr. Yeah, the uh, if you want to check them out right away, we will have the link up, or there's a. Their username is Shine SF, so you can just go right there. Um, That's a pretty neat idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, and I want to know how they did it because <laughs> it automatically uploads the picture with uh, tags, uh, including date, and let's. Oh, it looks like they installed a new camera just in the last day or two. So, like before, all the pictures were really pretty crappy. They're all like dim, greenish blue webcam shots. Yeah, um, but now they've got a new camera in there. It's actually pretty high quality for what it is. <laughs> a lot of so these. Um, if you like drunken shenanigans, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'd say every uh, four or five pictures, you know, some uh, girls lifting her shirt up, going How wild original. in the far lots. <laughs> yeah, and many of these are blurred because people are are drunk and they're wild and they're partying. And, right, and well, I think. The whatever webcam they were using probably has something to do with that. Right, I couldn't keep up with them. The yeah. Whatever the ISO setting was at. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. It looks like it does. Um, if you look on the uh, photo blog, there's uh, like a strip, and it it contains four pictures um, combined into one image. Just like a traditional photo booth. So it's kind of like you're standing outside. And you're just kind of watching all these, uh, all the photos as they drop down from that little slot on the outside of the photo booth. 
Right. Only you're doing it with the internets. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more things like this. Uh, I want to know how they wired it up. Yeah. Because um, I, I can't uh, conceive of how to do that. Someone should shoot them an email and ask, you know, how did you set this up? Maybe they don't want to tell anyone because uh, other bars or establish establishments in the area may do the same thing and, uh, you know, they could be making some good money off this. I don't know if it's a trade secret, but uh, the original Boing Boing article just seems to say that they they were, like, working late at night and decided to cook up something along the lines of this. And hmm. I don't know. That takes skill. Yeah, my guess is they just... Uh, you know, use a little bit of uh, scripting with um, the Flickr uploader, and then put some type of uh, you know GUI that the uh, people can use. Well, you can upload via email to Flickr, so I'm guessing if I had to guess, it probably does something like that, uh, like automatically combines the four images into one image, attaches it to an email, and fires it off to Flickr. Yeah. That's just a guess. So I don't know anything for sure. Check it out and uh, tell us what you think. Okay, topic ends. Next topic begins. Uh, next topic is flickertorss.com. And all right, I am of mixed emotions on this one. Really? Because yeah, it just it feels kind of weird the way they have it set up. Well, first of all, let me just describe what it is. Um, you enter your email address, the email address that you use to log into Flickr, which is, that's the part that kind of weirds me out a little bit. Um, anyway, you enter your email address, and then the site will create uh, RSS feeds for your sets. So if you want to link to a specific set from another site, say a blog or something, uh, you can use these RSS feeds to do it. Um, to Whether you want to, like, integrate that feed into... Uh, feed burner feed for your other blog or something like that or just provide a link where people can subscribe to a specific set and I think it only works on your public sets but uh, it, it just feels a little strange putting in the email address which is basically your login name at Flickr on some other site you know whose credentials you don't know I tested right. it out it seems to be legit and everything nothing to well, worry about really but it says right on the site, please do not enter someone someone else's email address. Well, I know your uh, primary email address now, but I tried to pull up um, your sets with this, and I see I don't know the email address email address that you registered with Flickr originally. Right. So um, the only way I could really test this is with my own email address. But uh, you know, obviously, you could ask someone if you want to subscribe to uh, their feeds right um, Apple is is kind of doing this now with um, the new version of iPhoto 6 and, uh, and iLife 06 and it, they're calling it uh, photo casting now so this kind of reminds me of that a little bit um, and it could be used for that if I understand that concept correctly right but yeah, you're right. Why does it ask for your email address instead of just your um, your username? Um, I guess that's the easiest way to, you know, yeah, why does it? Why can't I just put in the username? Because it's only taking public sets, I think. It's not, right. yeah, 
it's not showing any private images so why does it need the email address yeah of course I mean this could be speculation and paranoia you know maybe there there's a possibility that you know maybe they're taking these email addresses for uh for some type of uh spam you know or malicious uh whatever yeah but, and there's uh, not really okay there's the about page I was looking around for it I didn't see dun, dun, dun. who actually uh put this all together at first right hmm. well yeah uh, you guys out there can take a look at this and see uh if you want to test it see what your opinion is right uh it it just you know for something something about the implementation of it feels like uh it's limited more than it could be well yeah this is and a... actually rss for sets seems like something Flickr should be doing themselves i mean they have rss for just about everything else right i well it's that's something they'll probably implement it says uh made by your friends at solomodels.com right that was that's in the about page right so i don't oh i don't know too much folks. about them well i was gonna say they're not my friends but <laughs> yeah uh it just says that they just claim to be friendly folks oh friendly folks okay okay well hmm. okay we got a bit of news and this is some major camera news uh Konica minolta has withdrawn from the camera business altogether um this is pretty shocking to most people uh what i guess they just you know there's too much competition from uh, uh canon and nikon and pentax uh they say they will be transferring all their assets to sony who will continue developing digital slrs based around the Konica Konica minolta lens mount so that's hmm. kind of good i guess and it says they will continue working with Sony um, in the development of digital SLR and lenses. But, you know, my thought is on Sony, I can see them being typical Sony and putting out, making a camera that has all kinds of proprietary crap on it. Right. You know, like you have to use memory stick and even though they are kind of breaking out of that, but their track record is all proprietary crap. But anyway, well, the Minolta's not the only one. Nikon uh, has basically killed off their film line, for the most part. They're still ha- they still have like I think one body right. left. Uh, uh, so, what are the implications of that? Well, of the, two the, fairly the, major companies, one dropping out altogether and one scaling back to just digital. There's a major negative effect I could think of, and that's less competition which means higher prices. So, um, Does it mean you know, higher Canon, prices or less innovation? I think it means both. I mean, you have one less player out there on the field. So Canon basically has no competition in the, uh, the film area. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Because, I mean, there are still, like, um, as far as I know, Pentax is still making film cameras. Uh Voigtlander, Leica, uh, probably a couple other smaller brands I just can't think of at the moment. Right. But as well, for SLRs uh, and stuff, there Canon is now the big shot there. Right. And as far as digital SLRs, uh, Konica Minolta was kind of on the the lower end. 
Um, yeah, they were like a third tier kind of. Right, but but they but had, they did have if I if I'm not mistaken, were they not the ones that had uh, the bodies that had image stabilization built into the body? Ooh, I'd have to check on that. I'm not sure at this at this point. I think it was, uh, but still, that was an innovation that uh, nobody else had. Right. Well, I I think it's a good thing that at least Sony is. Um, taking over their assets and continuing with uh, the same lens mountain stuff so um, the Konica Minolta diehards out there don't have too much to worry about. Yeah they're not like left in the lurch now that the company's all gone Right um, But Sony doesn't make lenses now does it? I mean they don't make like standalone lenses I think they have someone else Yeah they usually contract out to Zeiss or something like that for their lenses yeah. on their point and shoots yeah. So I can't see them going ahead and making new lenses. No, probably not. For that mount. Um, we'll just have to see. You know, wait and see. It looks like they've... I'm reading the DP Review article. It looks like they spun off most of their assets to Sony, and then was there another company that was involved somehow? Uh, no, I, I guess not. I don't think so. I, no. I guess I was just imagining that. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, some Japanese company that's going to be uh, servicing their mini labs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Next thing. Uh, are you loving these segues? By the way, very classy. <laughs> very next professional. Thing. Very smooth. Um, now, if you listen to Daily Source Code, this is something you heard about on f- Friday's episode, uh, episode number three twenty. Uh, I guess Adam Curry had some uh, conflict with, uh, I think it was a Dutch tabloid. Really? Um, And I was wondering when this was going to happen on a a large scale. Basically, they stole some pictures from his Flickr stream and printed them in their magazine. Uh, He had licensed all his stuff with a Creative Commons license, which, let me see which license he's using. Uh, It's attribution, non-commercial share alike, so... Uh, that means they have to say who took the picture. They cannot use it in any commercial purpose, which they did by including it in their magazine. Yes. And they have to, uh, if they use his work, they have to distribute the work that they use it in uh, under the, the same license. That's what the share-alike part means. I, th- I think in the episode he uh, misunderstood what the share-alike part means. Right. In that license. Um so anyway, he he does plan to uh, take some legal action against them. And I was wondering, uh, you know, Creative Commons is all well and good and uh, well-intentioned, but legally it doesn't have much teeth unless you can afford to fight for it. Right, and you said this is a Dutch magazine? Yeah. I wonder if, you know, the, the same laws apply over there as uh, far as no, copyright. No, he, he was going into that a little bit in the episode, uh... Well, that that their legal system is a lot different than ours, and uh, I imagine it would be yeah. probably a lot less favorable to his cause, uh, is the impression I got. But anyway, um, this had to happen eventually, and I think it, what appears to be happening is that uh, here and there, some companies are treating Flickr as a free uh, stock photo service to just yes. take pictures and use it, you know, use them wherever they want thinking that either the users are never going to notice 
or even if they do, they won't have the resources to bring in case, even if they are in the right. Yeah, this Dutch magazine uh, made a little mistake, first of all. I'm sure Adam Curry does have the resources, and oh, yeah. he's someone that would notice. If he didn't notice, then there's people that would bring it to his attention. Well, and also the, the uh, content of the article was uh, provocative, I guess you would say. Uh, they Sleazy. Like they oh, okay. had the like they had his daughter's uh, school schedule included oh. in there, like saying what time she gets out of school and all that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little a little creepy. So that I mean that obviously provoked him, but he can go after them based on this violation of Creative Commons deed. Um, and I'm interested to see how this one shakes out because if he wins, if you know. I mean, he's clearly in the right. They clearly broke the license agreement, or you know, whatever. Right. The license on his his images, uh, and if he wins, that will kind of prove that Creative Commons is not just something that you can brush aside. You know, it, it, yeah. that it has to be respected just as much as any other copyright license. I th- I think it should be respected, and uh, hopefully, this uh, is something that maybe goes in his favor. But, oh, hopefully. Uh, we'll just and have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know if we'll hear any more about it or not. Right. Um, and on a related note to that, um, user Catherine, on her photo stream, she posted um, information on Ticketmaster um, with, a, with a similar thing, with a copyright infringement. And basically, she had pictures of some uh, guy in a band... This, the band's called The Decemberist, and his name is Colin Malloy. And I guess Colin Malloy is uh, touring different places, and Ticketmaster has um, tickets for sale for these events. Well, they um, had direct links to pictures that, that she took. Well, not direct uh, links, but they actually had... They stole the yeah, images and put it on their website. They stole the images and, and altered them. They cropped it right. so uh, differently. Not only did they take her images, but they, they altered them. And uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. It looks like six different images, all of which are down now because uh, she threatened legal action um, against Ticketmaster. Yeah, we should say these uh, these images were um, not creative under a Creative Commons license. Uh, these were actually just plain old copyright. Oh, really? All okay. rights reserved. Okay, wow. But, uh, yeah, this is just another example of... Uh, you know, so someone or some company taking advantage of, of Flickr photos, much like a stock photo site. You have to wonder how how prevalent this is. Because, really, you would never know if someone just went to your stream. Uh, let's say you had your stuff under a Creative Commons license and you had the originals up. They could just go and go to the original, take your image, use it in whatever they want, regardless of how you have it licensed. Right. And just try to rely on uh, security through obscurity and hope that you never see it and if you never saw it no one ever brought it to your attention you'd never know yeah that, so this is probably going on a lot more than any of us really know or realize mm-hmm. and uh unfortunately there's not a whole lot we can do about it but uh you know it's good to put the word out there that it is going on and and make people aware of it and i'm glad that uh in cases uh, where Creative Commons is involved, that uh, it happens to people like Adam Curry, who actually 
can afford to pursue it. You know, if someone stole one of my images and used it in like a commercial publication and made a whole lot of money off it, right? I can't do anything. I have a shit job. You know, I can't hire a lawyer to go oh. and pursue my intellectual property rights. Yeah, same here. Unfortunately, I don't think I have anything worth stealing on my photo stream yet. But um, if they did, there's... oh yeah, I should say I'm not claiming that I do. I just if if that happened, I would have no recourse. Right. But. Uh, she says that uh, she's not trying to raise an angry mob against uh, Ticketmaster, but she wants to uh, help prevent this from it happening to anyone else in the future. So, you know, we'll have links to uh, both the Adam Curry thing and the, the Ticketmaster um, thing in the show notes. So check those out. As always. As always, yes. Show notes. Okay, anything else or is that it? Uh, that's about it. Um, one thing we I should mention... coming to the end, and this yeah. is a short, short episode. Most of our episodes are going to be on the shorter side from now on as compared to the past, um, unless there just happens to be that much more news um, for whatever week in uh, future episodes. So um, that's something you may want to expect or, or look for. I think um, we seem to be clocking in around the half-hour mark usually. Right. Uh so, unless it's an exceptionally short, slow news week, uh, as this one kind of is, um, we'll be roughly in that 30-minute territory. Right. So, uh, once again, you can email us. Our uh, email address is flickercast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at flickercast.com. Um, there we have show notes for every episode, and uh, you can post your comments, suggestions, and we also have links to the Flickrcast Frapper map, which we have. It looks like 22 people um, with their little pins all around the world on there. That's very, re- yeah, really cool, if I could say that. Um, and we have a Flickrcast group on Flickr, which is definitely cool. You could submit any pictures that uh, you might be proud of there. And we have 43 members, and it uh, seems like we get a few more every week and uh, some good discussions on there. Maybe uh, we need a little bit more discussion. What do you think? Because I, oh, I like I like reading. Uh, I do too. Stuff yeah. as as much as I do um, looking at pictures. So and you know, I, for some reason, I had never uh, added the RSS feed for the pool to my reader. So I finally started doing that, and I can actually keep track of what people are uploading now. Yeah, definitely. But uh, did you want to mention the other record that we passed today? Yes, indeed, and uh, it doesn't show up now, but earlier, um, somewhere between episode 11 and this episode, we broke our 200 um, listener mark, and it went up to, I saw 204 earlier. So depending on when the RSS aggregators pull the feed, it it kind of changes um, daily. But uh, And also whether or not we're actually showing in iTunes at any given moment. Right, sometimes we're off and sometimes we're on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we broke 200, so that's exciting. And uh, So you got your dream. Yeah. <laughs> All I want is an Antarctic listener on the Frapper map. Yeah. One of these I days. I don't even care if it's fake at this point. <laughs> I just want the bragging rights. So what about the music, Jason? You wanna... uh, Music this week is from music.potshow.com, the Potsafe Music Network. Um song is called uh, Mixing All the Blues by Angry Red Planet. 
now. Last week we asked about the uh, whether we should play the full song. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple responses on that. Um, both of those people saying uh, they just skip it um, usually if we play the full song. So I think in our discussion, uh, we figured out uh, what we're going to actually do. We're going to play the full song uh, in most cases. Um, right. Now, we try to find. I think, we try to find songs we really like. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. And the re- the reason I think we ought to play the full song is. A, if you don't like it, you can skip it. That's not going to hurt our feelings. It's gonna, it's okay, you know. We always play it at the end, so you're not missing anything. Uh, B, we like to promote music we like. Yeah. Uh, and C is, especially in the case of stuff that comes from Podsafe Music Network, uh, they are either just now or very shortly going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, um, going to be starting up their online store, where right now... Um, you can only download the mp3s if you're a podcaster and right. you've signed up with them uh in the near future uh anyone's going to be able to go there and buy tracks completely drm free cool so uh they kind of intend for podcasters to be playing this music as promotional material so i figure we should probably help out if we like the music yeah i uh, play the whole thing i think it's a good cause to uh support the pod safe music the indie music as you will and uh you know, like you said, if you don't want to listen to it, just skip it. And if you do, then there's no problem. <laughs> if you like it, if you're on the same wavelength as us and you like our taste in music, you know, humble though it may be, um, feel free to listen. So with that said, uh, I think we should get out of here. Stop wasting your time. That's right. And get to the song. <laughs> <laughs> get to the Muzak. Yeah. <laughs> Muzak attack. Uh-huh. So uh say goodbye. All right. Say goodbye. So yeah, let's let's say goodbye. Um, goodbye. Thanks for listening. Oh yes, thank you. Um wait, did we forget something? No? Uh vote uh vote for us at podcast alley. Did we cover that? No, we didn't. I uh I forgot because forgot. No one usually does and that that doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> because we know enough people uh, participate in other things. So, so, uh, yep. We'll see you next time. That that does it for this week. Yep. Bye. Babble, babble. Let's keep blabbing. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you.
Now you're playing with power. 